to think that over six million Jews, the same number of Jews who were uh, lost, who were killed in the Holocaust, now live in the land of Israel, in the Jewish homeland, is an absolute miracle. You are listening to Keeping It Israel, brought to you by First Century Foundations. This podcast explores how your Christian faith is connected to Israel and why standing with Israel matters. Now here's your host, Executive Director of First Century Foundations, Jeff Feuders. Hi there, my name is Jeff and I'm your host today for this episode of the Keeping It Israel podcast. And it is great to have you with us. Today we're going to do things just a little bit differently. Today it's just me talking about First Century Foundations and why I am so passionate about this mission that God has put in front of us for turning hearts around the world towards the land, the God, and the people of Israel. And uh, so today, no interview. You're just going to be looking at me. You're going to be hearing me. And I just want to share from my heart today uh, what it is that our ministry is all about and why I feel you should partner with us and be a part of the amazing things that God is doing in the land of Israel today. You know, uh, Clyde Williamson, our founder, began this ministry back in the late 1980s. It's over 35 years ago now that uh, this ministry has been in operation. And he had a passion back then to connect with Israel and to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And specifically, God had given him a burden in those days about uh, about the Esther fast and about the return of Russian Jews from, uh, from the north. And you know what? In the years following the first Esther fast, God did a remarkable thing. Uh, millions of Russian Jews came flooding back to Israel. And Clyde just had this sense that he wanted to go and visit uh, the the land of Israel and find out what he could do to really fulfill this calling that God had placed on his life to be an ambassador to Israel and to bless the land of Israel. So he went to uh, Wayne Hillsden at the time, who was in leadership at King of Kings Community in Jerusalem. And he said to Wayne, what can I do? This is how I understand the story, at least. He said to Wayne, what can I do? How can I How can I help here in Israel? And Wayne initially said to him, Clyde, why don't you go and meet the leaders of the ministries, the the Christian and Messianic ministries here in the land of Israel, and find out from them what their needs are and how you can encourage them and how you can pray with them. Well, to make a long story short, Clyde did just that. He went and he began to visit all over the country leaders of ministries who were doing the work of the kingdom, doing the work of God there in the land of Israel. And he began to build strong relationships with these leaders. Clyde had a prophetic gift and he would prophesy over them and pray over them. And God did some amazing things in those days. But what was really established was a a lifelong relationship with Clyde and with Operation Outreach at the time, which eventually became First Century Foundations. Now, over the years, you know, this has grown from a prayer emphasis. You know that uh, if, if you follow us or get our newsletter at all, you'll be aware that we publish a, a newsletter every two months. We do it in print because we publish 
personal prayer requests from the leaders of these ministries in the land of Israel. We want you to pray for these leaders because we believe that, you know, in praying for them, you're actually praying for the peace of Jerusalem and praying for the peace of Israel because my heartfelt sort of compulsion is that peace will only come to this region when the Prince of Peace is recognized, when Yeshua is recognized as Messiah by the Jewish people and others who live there in that land. So we publish this every two months, and this is what came out of Clyde's journey, that people would be praying for Israel and for leaders in Israel. But again, you know, from that came this desire to help, this desire to do something tangible for ministries there in the land. And uh, over the years, over the decades, God just grew the passion in people's hearts to help ministries in Israel to the point where, you know, there were people giving, uh, you know, a million dollars a year to assist first century foundations to help ministries in the land of Israel. God is doing an amazing thing. And when I came along and uh, we transitioned the leadership as Clyde and Marion retired, this passion also grew in my heart. Uh, let me just tell you quickly about my personal testimony where Israel is involved. Uh, I first went to Israel in 2006 and uh, anyone who's read my book, you know, will know that uh, I came a little bit hesitantly, uh, a little begrudgingly even. I never really had the passion or desire to visit the land of Israel, but my father, who had been a number of times, encouraged me to come. And uh, so eventually I did. I went with him. And what I experienced there changed my life forever. Uh, I wasn't sure how I was to feel when I first went to Israel, but I'll tell you this. When I got there, when I landed and we got off the plane, I had this warm, strange feeling, just really a feeling like being at home, a feeling like I was where I belonged. And every time I have returned to Israel since then, uh, that sense just grows deeper and deeper, that connection in my, in my heart and in my soul. And so uh, going there in 2006, I knew that uh, this was a place I wanted to return to, a place I wanted to come back. And we started to, uh, you know, bring tours from the church where we were serving of people who had never been to Israel before so that they too could experience some of what I had experienced. And of course, visit all of the amazing sites where Jesus walked and where the Bible happened. And it was in 2008 on my second trip to Israel uh, that I visited the prayer tower, the brand new at that time prayer tower in the King of Kings, uh, the pavilion at the Kalal building in the center of Jerusalem on Jaffa Street. Uh, Pastor Wayne Hilston and Anne took us up to the tower. There were six or seven of us from our group that went that evening. And in those moments, as we were looking out the windows and checking out the views of the Temple Mount, and I was, uh, you know, a bit of an amateur photographer, or still am, I guess, at that point, and I was leaning out the windows and trying to get good pictures, you know, good night shots. You have to be super still to get the lights nice and crisp. And, and so I was really focused on doing this while the rest of the people were touring around the space. And uh, Anne Hilsden, at one point, went to the keyboard and she began to play the piano and she began to lead in some beautiful worship songs. 
I wasn't really engaging in that in the moment, but something happened to me while that worship began to take place. And as I was sort of taking my pictures and doing my thing, the Holy Spirit really overwhelmed me in a way that I can't describe to you extremely well, except to say that I became a a bit of a, a blubbering mess. I was so overwhelmed by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in that moment. And it was difficult for me to to ascertain what it was that this experience was all about. And the longer that I that I was there and uh, eventually sort of, you know, made my way over to where the rest of the group was worshiping, I began to get a sense really deep in my spirit that this had something to do with with me and with my ministry and with the land of Israel. And I remember going back to the hotel that evening, my wife hadn't come with us to the summit or to the prayer tower, as it was known at the time. And uh, Sharon asked me, she said, so, you know, how did it go? And I said, well, I said, all I can say is that something happened to me tonight. And I'm not really ready to talk about it just yet, but, but it has something to do with us, with you and I, and ministry here in the land of Israel. And that was a defining moment for, for me and for us as a couple. And we would talk about that uh, from time to time over the years to come. And it was amazing that, you know, God spoke to us, spoke to me in that way in 2008. And then as Sharon and I discussed it, you know, we, we thought, well, maybe it has something to do with the future. Maybe it's something to do with when we retire. You know, we'll, we'll come back here and we will volunteer in the garden tomb or, or do something like that. But God had other plans. And, uh, you know, we continued to serve in the church where we were pastoring and uh, continued to take groups back and forth to Israel and really, uh, you know, led probably five tours in a space of uh, from 2006 through 2013 or so. Uh, 2015, I guess, was the last one while we were still pastoring. And in 2016, I got this random call out of the blue from a ministry called First Century Foundations asking me if I would be interested in coming on as their new executive director. I had to find out what this ministry was all about. And, you know, we did some research and we talked to the uh, the current director we talked to the founders and and uh, eventually the holy spirit kind of sealed it in our hearts that this is something that we were supposed to do and so in the fall of 2016 my wife and i stepped out of pastoral ministry which we had been doing for about 30 years at the time and uh, agreed to take over as executive directors of first century foundations it was a, a pivotal moment in our lives and the only way that I would agree to this was that if God really gave us a sense that this was him calling us to this moment. And I remember as we were praying about it and considering it, I was kind of dragging my heels a little bit. I mean, I, I was a pastor. What I knew how to do was was pastor. Although I've you know got some administrative and some leadership giftings, I sort of felt like I would pastor the rest of my life. And and I remember Sharon saying to me, she, she said, you know, uh, you told me back in 2008 about what happened to you. And we've talked about this and, and we've prepared for this. And, and she said, I'm not really sure why you're so hesitant. This 
is what I believe God was speaking to us about. This opportunity we need to we need to take hold of and we need to walk through this door. And you know what? She was right and we agreed. And now today here, six years later, we are still uh, sitting in the chair of leadership at First Century Foundations and God is blessing and has been doing marvelous things. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about, about why we're so passionate. You know, Genesis chapter 12 uh, is the story of Abram, the calling of Abraham. And in the first few verses, it says this, uh, the Lord had said to Abram, leave your country, your people and your father's household and go to the land that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great. And then it says this, I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. It's this idea of the blessing of God that uh, resides over the people of Israel, the descendants of Abram through uh, Isaac and Jacob. And it's this, this passion that we have to see people blessed as they connect with the land of Israel and with their Jewish heritage. Because, you know, even as believers in Jesus, we are uh, those who believe in the Jewish Messiah. Jesus was a Jew. And so all of this is interconnected. And and uh, as I share with you today, I'm trying to give you kind of an overall sense of what it is that First Century Foundations is all about. We continue to be a, a ministry based on prayer, praying for the peace of Jerusalem and praying for the land of Israel. We want Christians everywhere to understand our connection, the deep innate connection that we have with the Jewish people and with the land of Israel so that we can pray and believe God to do amazing things there in that land. You know, there are about 14 million Jews who live in the world and over 6 million of them now reside in the land of Israel. Another 6 million in the United States or North America and uh, that really is the bulk of the Jewish population. But what God is doing today is that many Jews are making Aliyah. They are returning back to the land of Israel. And this uh, right of return is something that, that many will take advantage of even as the future progresses. And what we believe is that God is going to not only bring the Jewish people back. See, he has uh, performed this amazing miracle with modern Israel. To, to think that over 6 million Jews, the same number of Jews who were uh, lost, who were killed in the Holocaust, now live in the land of Israel, in the Jewish homeland, is an absolute miracle. And the things that God is doing there uh, really are, are phenomenal. And so this is why we're passionate about the ministry that God has called us to. Our mission, First Century Foundations, is turning hearts around the world towards the land, the people, and the God of Israel. And you know, we do that in a number of ways. We uh, we want to 
challenge Gentile believers to turn their hearts toward Israel so that they can, as I mentioned before, make that connection with the the Jewish Messiah, but also understand the Hebraic roots of their faith and that we have a, a responsibility that, that we are to make the Jewish people jealous. And in so doing, uh, we want to, to bless them in ways that will turn their attention to the, the Christian evangelical population and help them to understand that, uh, you know, we love the Jewish people, we love the land of Israel, and we're here to help. And so these are some of the ways that First Century Foundations is involved. I mentioned to you that, uh, you know, we work with now over 70 ministries in the land of Israel, Christian and Messianic ministries there in the land. They're working on the ground to build congregations, to run organizations that are blessing uh, the Jewish and the Arab people. And we are so thrilled to have relationships with each of the leaders of these ministries, meaningful relationships, not just, you know, letters or emails back and forth, but my wife and I, we go and we visit them every single year. We sit in their homes or in their offices and we hear about what God is doing. We listen to hear what their needs are and we we pray together for those needs and we pray together for each other and for our families. It really is based on relationship. And I want you to know that that this makes us kind of unique in the uh, larger sphere of Israel ministries. There are a couple others that that would be similar, but but we work exclusively with believers on the ground in the land of Israel, and we have vetted partners. These people, we know them. Uh, they are loyal. They are uh, accountable to us. And so when we send money to do a project, we know that that project is going to, it's going to get done and it's going to get done properly. And we're going to get good reporting so that we, we are using, stewarding the, the resources that donors give us in the best possible way. So that's the Israel side of the ministry, and we're so excited about that. And it's uh, amazing to see what God is doing through that. But we also have a teaching and, and media ministry here in North America. And um, uh, we love to be able to you know, bring you quality media television shows that highlight the land of Israel, that explain the biblical connections to the land, and show you the archaeology that uh, that helps to provide um, credibility. Not that the Bible needs credibility, but, you know, if you're someone who, who questions a little bit, then to know that, that something that's mentioned in the Bible has actually been found in archaeology really does help people to sort of solidify uh, their faith in uh, in that uh, connection. And so it's just fun to be able to bring you those moments. You know, um, we talked about relationship and, and accountability. And I want to go back to that for a moment just before I get too deep into the media side. Uh, we returned from visits to Israel just uh, a month or so ago. And, you know, as we start this new year, I want to let you know that the the 35 ministries or so that we visited in Israel in the month of uh, November, we're just so grateful that we would come and that we would do what I explained to you before, that we would sit with them and encourage them and hear their needs and, and pray with them. 
And you know, God is just doing some incredible things. Uh, let me share with you just one quick story. Uh, we met with Shmuel Birnbaum, who uh, does ministry in the city of Bat Yam, uh, just kind of south of Tel Aviv. And uh, Shmuel had made arrangements to go and visit with a lady and her husband who were having some marital difficulties. And, uh, you know, Shmuel had a soccer game for one of his grandchildren that he needed to get to at a certain time. And so he told the lady, look, I'll come. But if your husband isn't there by such and such a time, I'm going to have to leave. Well, he went and he uh, arrived to visit with this lady. He set his keys down on the table and and they began to visit and to talk. And And time went by and the husband still wasn't showing up. And Shmuel was getting agitated and, and you know, watching the clock and knowing that he needed to be at his grandson's game by this certain time. And uh, so finally he said to the lady, listen, it's, the time has come. I need to go because, uh, you know, my, my grandson is expecting me to be at this soccer match. And wouldn't you know it, he began to look for his keys to go to the soccer game and they could not find his keys anywhere. They looked, they, they tore the apartment upside down almost looking for these keys. And finally, in desperation, he called a locksmith to have the locksmith come and make new keys for his vehicle so that he would be able to, uh, you know, get to the game, at least see part of the game before it was before it was finished, before it was over. Uh, he told me, he laughed, he said, you know, the locksmith was very expensive. And, uh, you know, the, the locksmith came and, and was outside working. And, and in the meantime, when the locksmith was doing his work, the husband came home. And as he began to, to talk to the husband and to share with the husband and the wife together, there was a breakthrough that happened. He laid hands on them to pray for them and the Holy Spirit just came and moved into the room in such a powerful way that the husband, you know, broke down and repented and they began to reconcile and God was just doing an amazing, amazing thing in this husband's heart. And uh, the wife was overjoyed. Shmuel didn't really know what was going on. He said the Holy Spirit was just so powerful in that moment. And do you know what happened? He went to leave, and um, the the locksmith had brought up the new set of keys that he paid very dearly for. And as they finished praying and he went to leave, he looked down onto the table, and there at the other end of the table, where he thought he had set his keys from, were his original set of car keys. They were there the whole time, but somehow... Uh, the Lord had not allowed anyone to see them when they were looking, just so that the husband could get home and God could do this incredible work in his heart. You know, I just thought that was an incredible story. And I share it for you because it's easy sometimes to think about, about uh, you know, people way over there and, and, you know, how can we help? How can we be an encouragement? Well, you know something, just the fact that we uh, fund uh humanitarian aid for Shmuel and for his congregation every month so that they can give food out to the needy in their community. Uh, the fact that we are engaged and involved in that makes us also partners in this amazing thing that God did with this couple in his congregation. And uh, the Lord is doing things like that all over Israel. It really is amazing to see. Well, I guess I'm 
kind of rambled on a little bit here, but I really uh, am enjoying sharing with you a little bit about the heart and the passion that God has given us to bless Israel and to bless ministries in Israel. And we desperately need for uh, others to catch on to this vision, this passion, because it takes it takes prayer and it takes finances to operate this ministry so that we can bless uh, over 70 ministries in the land of Israel. I want you to know we're so grateful for those of you who already partner and um, for others who maybe are praying, are getting our newsletter, or are listening to our podcast and have never really made a connection to First Century Foundations, I want to challenge you. Just reach out to us and, uh, you know, start with a small, a small gift, a small donation, plant a seed of faith and see if God will bless you. I, I remember reading you that verse. God said, I will bless those who bless you to Abraham or Abram at the time, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. I believe that a seed planted to help Israel is a seed that will grow into an incredible blessing over your life. I'm not saying that because of anything gimmicky or because, you know, we desperately want your money. I would love to see God bless you in that way because I know that as, as my wife and I personally have donated to First Century Foundations and, and given of our income, that God has blessed us in abundant, abundant ways. And I have heard that same kind of story over and over again. You know, we have a church that um, wasn't supporting us, and I made a connection with them a number of years back. And I remember, uh, you know, going to visit with them and they said, you know, we, we read this book uh, by, by Robert Morris called The Blessed Life. And in that book, he talks about, you know, blessing Israel, how important it is to, to bless Israel with the first fruits of, you know, of, of our, our giving. And that if we would do that, you know, God would bless us in, in abundant, abundant ways. And so this church decided that they wanted to take a step of faith. And they started with a, a small amount, um, relatively small amount. It was a large amount for an individual, but for a church, it was it was a smaller amount. And, and they decided to help two congregations in Israel, one in Tel Aviv and one in the city of Jerusalem. And, uh, you know, we went and we spent a weekend with them. We, we preached and shared about, about the work and, and uh, taught from the word. And they made this seed faith gift. I returned to that church about a year and a half or two years later. And by this time, they were giving exponentially more than they had with that first gift. And I asked the pastor about it. I said, I said, Pastor, you you know, you're doing a lot for Israel. And I said, thank you so much for, you know, blessing these ministries there. But, but you know, what's the story? And he said, you know what, Jeff, when we started, when we started to do this, it was really a step of faith for us. Our budget was actually not being met and our giving was declining. It was going down. He said, but we felt so strongly that we should do this, that we kind of went out on a limb and wrote the check and just prayed and waited for God to, to direct us further. And he said, I haven't told too many people this, but he said, since that very first time that we gave money to your organization to bless ministries in Israel, we saw our, our giving, our Sunday giving turn around. We saw the income begin to increase and go up and to the right. And he said, now we are not only... Uh, 
way beyond the kind of budget that we had in those days, but we're also able to give exponentially more to bless ministries in Israel. This church has gone on to be one of our, our major supporters uh, throughout each year, and we are so grateful for them. But you know, we're so excited to see what God has done in this church because of their faithfulness. I have another church and you know, he, the pastor told me, he said, our mission's giving. We, we give monthly to the missionaries that we support, but he said, not Israel. He said, Israel, we cut the check for the entire amount for the whole year. We, we write that check in January because we believe that when we give the first fruits to the land of Israel and the people of Israel, that God will bless everything else that we do. These are our principles that, uh, you know, I urge you to test. I'm not here uh, begging for your money, but I tell you something. If you want to know God's blessing in a way like you've never known it before, then just try. Just do something small and see what God might do. And I believe, I believe that that blessing will come, that blessing will follow. And I want you to know that we would just be so appreciative of anyone listening to this podcast, anyone watching today who would step out in faith and make a donation to First Century Foundations, that it would just be so thrilling for us to have you partner with us in that way. You know, I mentioned our media ministry earlier, and we produce a television show that we shoot on location in the land of Israel and that uh, helps people to visit exciting places in Israel and see the archaeology and hear the experts talk about uh, the things that are found there and how they connect with our, our Christian faith. And uh, we air here in Canada on Vision TV on Mondays at 1130 in the morning Eastern and on Daystar Canada Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we're also in uh, northern Ohio, uh, Toledo, Sundays at 4.30 p.m. Eastern and on God TV in North America at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, God TV covers uh, large parts of the world as well as the U.S. And uh, we would just love to have you check out our show. You can also see the shows on our YouTube channel, First Century Foundations. And uh, you just go to YouTube, search First Century Foundations, and you'll find all of the archived episodes there. Uh, the new season that's coming out, we don't have available on YouTube yet, but we'll begin airing uh, the 1st of January on those networks that I mentioned. And uh, the television show is a way for us to connect with people who we normally wouldn't be able to connect with. And it uh, really is amazing to see how that many of our new partners contact us because of a connection watching the TV show. And I mention that for this reason. One of the real amazing things that we would love to be able to do in 2023 is to be able to launch fully uh, on some larger Christian uh, American networks with the television show First Century Foundations. This would open up so many doors of opportunity for us to be able to see new donors come on board uh, because we have a, a U.S. charity as well, a 501c3 in the United States, and uh, see new new donors come on board and, and grow the ministry presence there in the U.S. It would be such an amazing, amazing uh, help to us and give us so much more resource to be able to help ministries in the land of Israel if we could do this. However, it's expensive 
to uh, begin purchasing airtime on those stations in the United States. So maybe God is, uh, you know, pulling at your heart about media here in North America and how, how much uh, we need good Christian media here in our continent. And uh, if that's something that you'd like to be involved in, then you too can go to our website and donate and uh, you can just select FCF Media as to where you'd like that donation to go. Or you could also just say we're most needed and that would help us with, uh, you know, all of the plans that we have for the new year. But I want to tell you, I'm excited. I'm excited about 2023. I'm excited about what God's going to do. We have been so thrilled and so blessed at all that he has done in and through our ministry in this past year, 2022. But now today we're in a new year. And as we sit here in January, 2023, I want you to know God has some amazing, amazing things in store. And I want you to know that if you will step out in faith and sow a seed, sow a seed of faith uh, by, by making a gift, a donation to First Century Foundations, I believe that God will bless you in ways you never imagined possible. And he'll bless you so that you can continue to be a blessing, to be more of a blessing to your church and to your community and to ministries like ours. And I just know that, uh, that that's what God has up his sleeve for you this year. So thank you so much for uh, joining with me today. I know that I've talked about a lot of things and, um, it's just been great to be able to let you know a little bit more about me, about who I am and what God's doing in, in Sharon's and my lives, and also about what God is doing in the ministry of First Century Foundations. Uh, we are thrilled to be part of this amazing organization, to be working with our amazing team, to bring you the best Christian media we possibly can, and to connect with you so that uh, you can be apprised and know about all that our ministry is doing. Listen, if you just want to find out more about us, then uh, go on our website and click where it says sign up and give us your email address and your name. And we would love to begin sending you our email updates. If you'd like our printed newsletter, there's a place there where you can fill in the rest of that information as well to give us your address. We would love to connect with you and to have you be a part of our ministry. You know, the podcast often is uh, highlighting many other ministries. We bring leaders on and we talk about different uh, different issues and, and uh, different things that are happening and ways that we can connect with Israel. And that's all great. And we love to be able to highlight those other organizations. But today we wanted to just tell you a little bit more about us, about First Century Foundations and about what God has called us to do in turning hearts around the world towards the land, the people, and the God of Israel. I hope that your heart has been turned just a little bit today. And I, I just pray and believe that God is going to continue to add to our numbers those who will, who will support, who will invest uh, and donate so that we can do the work of the ministry that God has called us to do. And I know, I believe that you will be blessed as you lean in and begin to bless Israel. Thanks for listening today. God bless you. And we hope you'll tune in next time to Keeping It Israel. Shalom, and thank you for listening to Keeping It Israel. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. 
and consider supporting us to keep the conversation going. And just so you know, you can watch this podcast on our First Century Foundation's YouTube channel, where you will find all of our Keeping It Israel interviews and much more from First Century Foundations. So don't forget to subscribe. First Century Foundations exists to turn hearts around the world toward the land, people, and God of Israel. We support over 70 ministries in Israel who are doing an incredible work on behalf of the Kingdom of God in so many different ways. We also take tours to Israel and we would love to have you join us. Please visit firstcenturyfoundations.com to learn more about the work we do and how you can stay connected. Until next time, from all of us at First Century Foundations, God bless you and God bless Israel. 